BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me head on over to patreon at lorehammer listener lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show enjoy Hello and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where James gets to write the script. Joining me today is James. That's right. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Happy to have you on. Um, This is an army that I've played in person a bunch of times. I've got my ass handed to me a bunch of times. Uh, Uh So I'm, I'm excited to get to know who the fuck they are. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I tried to build a lot of the lore based on, like, how I played with different people. Like, cause I think when we started playing, you were kicking my butt a lot <laughs> and then my rules changed and then it kind of switched. So that kind of is reflected in some of the history of the, of the chapter and stuff. So yeah. I like and then to I got bitter and Jaden and I stopped playing. Yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> I like to think that I end a lot of people's career in more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So your space Marine chapter, let's start with that. The name of it. What's the name? So it's, it's, they're called the Gracchi. I based it off of like, there's these two brothers in uh, Roman history that I really liked. And they were just, their thing was that they wanted to do some, they wanted to basically stop the rich people from screwing all the poor people in their area. So, and they tried to do that and they both got killed for it. And so, <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I liked the, I liked them, their story. And I just kind of wanted to make that the name of the chapter. Uh, and it's based and like, that's the name of the planet that they come from. So Nice. Uh, did a similar thing happen? Like, did you transfer it over into the planet's history and stuff? Not as much, honestly. Like, they kind of took on a... That's where I kind of started from, but they yeah. evolved a lot in how, like, the lore worked to be more based off of the games I played, the people I've interacted with, and just yeah. how I ended up modeling things kind of came out in the story, too, so... Yeah, that, that's such a fun way to do it. Like, uh, when you do a battle, it actually matters, and now maybe this name character died. <laughs> yeah i i had thought about doing that like making certain characters like rolling after games and seeing like okay if they if they don't make it out of this battle 
And there's a couple guys whose story is directly tied to the fact that he survived a lot of battles. And so, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that guy. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's just start where you want to start. Cool. Like, so I have basically all it written out on a website and they're kind of in cards associated with images. Some of them are associated with battles. So I'll just start with like the first card. And, and the first one is called like the start of the battle for Gracchus. Uh, that's the planet that they're from. Um, um, so just, before, the just before we get into it, sorry. Uh, the website is called uh, Gracchi. Maybe you should say it. This is a crazy word. Yeah, it's, it's, it's G-R-A-C-C-H-I dot P-H-I-L-E space dot com. That's just like, it's where I'm hosting it, all the content that I've made and yeah, where I put it all up and stuff. So yeah, very cool. So if you guys want to follow along, I will have like a link in the show notes as well. So, you know, there's a lot of cool artwork and pictures and all this stuff. So maybe uh, check out the show notes, click on that link and yeah, take it away. Cool. All right. So in the first card here, the history of the Gracchi is for the most part, completely unknown. Their origins unknown, their deeds are unknown and their honor is forgotten. What is known about the chapter starts in the decades following the Indominus Crusade. A group of Marines woke up on a planet in the throes of rebellion. They had no memory of their past or what they were doing on this planet. A powerful tech priest, Donna, ruled there with little consideration for its inhabitants. Her strange experiments caused the population to chafe against her wishes until finally it had been too much and violence began. Though by luck, or as some would say lack thereof, the Marines were moved by the plight of the citizens and aided them in their fight against tech priest Donna. Cool. So are they heretics then? They're... I like, I'd like to think that they're like, they're sort of, I mean, like, it, it <laughs> we're on... all a little heretical. <laughs> yeah. It depends on who you ask. Cause like this was based off of uh, somebody that is a friend of your guy of yours, like uh, cold open stories. Yeah. Uh, I played a whole bunch of games against him and he just wrecked me every single time. <laughs> And so he kind of became the villain of my story. And so I, you could say that from the Gracchi's perspective, uh, Tech Priest Donna, which is Tech Priest Domina, but I just, we modified it a little bit. It got lost in translation. Yeah, of um, Yeah, like you might say that she would be seen as the enemy and these guys would consider themselves loyal to the emperor, but maybe not. From my perspective, the Tech Priests are evil, you know. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, yeah, you you could probably say that they are probably considered a renegade, but I don't know if they would they don't consider themselves to be renegade. If that nice. makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so the next card is the end of the battle for Gracchus. So though the battle started with nobility and the united efforts of a space marine chapter and a large number of rebels, the battles did not go well. Heroes were born and then cut down as Gaius and Gilea. The only two captains fought desperately to even slow down the advance of the Mechanicus forces of Donna. It seemed that everything was a ride against the Marines. Donna had more soldiers with better equipment and better supplies. If that was not enough, Donna herself was a brilliant tactician that seemed to know everything the pair would do before they considered it. In the ruins of a manufactorum, Gaius and Galea considered the inevitability of their situation. They lost and there was nothing left to do. As they prepared to go down fighting, they gathered all their remained for, to burst out for one final counter charge, but there was no resistance. Donna had disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, and then I'll just jump to the next one here. So the reclaiming of Gracchus. The mystery as to how and why tech priest Donna left when her victory felt so near weighed heavily on the main, on many of the survivors. Gaius and Galea, the two captains leading the war, cautiously at first and then more aggressively after meeting no resistance, 
began occupying the planet and setting up its engines to support their actions. Galileo was tasked with securing the moon that orbits Gracchus. This paradise world was again deserted and taken without contest. From the planet's surface, the moon appears to be a deep purple and was part of the inspiration for the purple shoulder pads in the chapter. Without their memories to guide who they were before, all that was of the Marines was their war on Gracchus. As such, the Marines decided to name themselves after the place that was now their home. The chapter of Gracchi was born. That's cool. So yeah. all, all their history is kind of lost. Yeah. So like that came about because I played so many games with uh, Eric playing his Grey Knights. And I just figured my guys shouldn't be able to stand up to Grey Knights and then know about it. So, but then I thought they probably wouldn't want to wipe a whole chapter of Marines out just for to keep their secret. So they probably just make them forget about it. And then they just <laughs> end up all scattered all around this area, not knowing who they are or what they're doing. Um, yeah, <laughs> so maybe they were there. Called, yeah, maybe they were called in by Tech Priest Donna to like help secure the planet for all they know. But yeah. In the end, that's not what happened. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, one of the next pieces of history here I'll just jump to is the rescue of the third company and the Socorus Crusade. So after consolidating their position on Gracchus, Gaius and Galea, the only two captains known at this point, decided that their forces were too weak to immediately set out to chase down Tech Pristana. In another stroke of luck for the two captains, word reached them of a group of Marines in a nearby system that had also seemed to have lost their memories. In the nearby Sakura system, a small group of Phobos Marines, uh, Marines were holding out against a Tau force in the ruins of an Imperial city. Captain Guys personally led the mission, but even with his leadership, the crusade started off as a disaster. Tau forces used heavy armored tanks and transports to deliver powerful weaponry within range of the rescue force. The crusade would drag on for many years and the tide would not turn until an armored group from Gracchus arrived. So that kind of reflected a lot of our games early yeah. on. Your guys just would brutalize me. But then when my tanks came out via the- uh, <laughs> How the turn turned. Yeah, yeah. The, repulsor, the repulsor tanks changed a lot of how things went. And that kind of is how yeah. I figured that crusade would have gone. It's cool. You put a picture there and I remember this battle, man. This was yeah. one of the closest battles that my ethereal hero, Montraz, ever came to dying you basically blew up a tank blew up a bunch of guys around and, and i had to run him across the board to try to just save ass and yeah yeah, yeah you were hunting him down and you almost got him yeah well i mean when you told me that if he died he died in the lore i you know i wanted to be the guy that had the head <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i think i think you still won this particular game if i recall but uh yeah good it's it's cool having like pictures yeah that's from the battles that that were fought in that crusade kind of thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, fun games. Yeah. So I'll just jump to the crusade against the Necrons. So one of the more long-standing enemies of the Gracchi is the Sawtech dynasty. House on a, it's a house on a nearby tomb world. The first engagements began soon after the reclamation of Gracchus. The fighting continued halfway through the Sikoris crusade. Galea learned that another lost company was being chased down. Rallying every available soldier, Galea linked up with the fleeing first company and included them in the ranks of the Gracchi. Together, they braced themselves to hold out against the oncoming enemy. The Necron were vast in number and their te technology terrifying. The Sawtech threw all kinds of strange devices and weapons at the Gracchi, but they continued to hold. After a particularly brutal push by the Necron, Galea saw his moment and pursued a punishing counterattack 
that saw the Necrons pushed from the planet and allowed the Gracchi to return home as a group. Nice. And so that's like when the whole bunch of the of the uh, first company, all that stuff that came in the Indominus box, basically, and fighting Eric a lot, that's kind of where all that comes from. And so that's the main like history stuff of the chapter. It's not like there's not a lot of expanded lore about like other games because it's just been so long since we played and I haven't had opportunities to kind of include more stories in there. But yeah, that's kind yeah. of like the base of what the of what the chapter is and where they came from and what they're up to. Man, I, I really like it. I just I just like that it's nothing too like deep, like you said, but the fact that it's all based on battles that happened with friends. Um, yeah. yeah, very cool. I'm just yeah, looking I like at all the, these pictures, Dad, and it's so cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that it also feels like it's all it doesn't feel too big because sometimes when you write lore, you kind of want it to feel like it exists in the whole whole universe, like it has cosmic effects. But like basically the Gracchi are just in some backwater middle of nowhere doing their thing, trying to like fend off things that keep coming their way. And it's not, it's not, there's no Primarchs running around there. There's no, there's no like avatars running around. It's just kind of, this is an area where a lot of things seem to come through, but nothing really huge is ever happening. They're only just in their own story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one like defining aspect of the chapter is the fact that like have no memory right so um this is like i i wanted to reflect the fact that a lot of my models are from different they came for different chapters like i'll buy a model that was originally for the ultramarines but i want to i wanted to put it in my army but i didn't necessarily want to shave off every one of the markings and what it eventually came down to is ultimately they're a blood angels chapter but they don't know that but i'll good group of them think they are and so what i wanted to do is reflect kind of like attention inside the chapter between members of like where they come from and who they should be helping out because a big group of them want to go help out in imperium nihilus and help the blood angels out but a good chunk of them want to go to ultramar and like regroup with the indominus crusade and kind of keep going on with that so yeah. this one card um it's called the factions of the gracchi it's just about that kind of uh, internal conflict so uh, the mystery surrounding the origins of the Gracchi chapter have caused deep rifts among some of the members. After the withdrawal of Tech Priestana from the planet of Gracchus, Captain Gaius and Captain Galea both were hell-bent on tracking her down and exacting the Emperor's mercy, mercy on her. There were those under their command, however, who disagreed with this goal and thought instead that the chapter's ultimate goal should be to discover their heritage and involve themselves in the defense of the Imperium. While this only began with a few rank and file, along with some lieutenants, as the Crusades continued and more groups of the chapter were rediscovered, the descent grew. Eventually became the case that three large factions within uh, the Gracchi grew. One advocated for a blood angel ancestry and the other for an ultramarine, while Gaius and Galea attempted to maintain the culture that they had created. That's such a cool way to include all the hero models from different chapters and stuff, like they don't yeah. know where they're from. They're just trying to figure it out. But this guy seems to think he's an ultramarine for some reason. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't want to do it with all of them. Like, I. I wouldn't want to throw in like dark angels or, yeah. or, like Templar or anything. I want to keep it fairly. Like, it's just like the three main ones. There's some yeah. blood angels. There's some ultramarines, and then there's the ones that are like we want to be, what we, like especially the ones that are originally fought on Gracchus. They're like we that's we went through all this pain we almost got obliterated this is who we are but mm. the new ones coming in there's always like 
well, we didn't have that experience. So we're not a part of that ethos as much. So it's a little yeah. bit more distant for them. And I kind of wanted that to be an internal tension between different groups in there. So do these different groups ever come to blows or like maybe just like honor duels or? Uh, they haven't, they haven't fought inside themselves, but it's always like a tension that they might. And so yeah. one of the parts of the organization of the chapter is that each captain is only getting a certain type of soldier. So each chap, uh, each company is not actually combat effective on its own. Really like all of the armor is in one company, all of the, uh, Gravis armors in one company. And so you really, whenever a mission needs to be done, all the captains that need to have troops pulled from their companies need to agree on that mission. So like okay. the captain of the, I think it's the fourth company is the one with all of the Gravis armor. So if you want any aggressors or anything in your, in your company, that captain needs to agree on that mission first. Otherwise yeah. you won't get any of his guys. Okay. Yeah. So there is like a nice little balancing effect there where it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the, that's like one of the tensions though, is like, if you yeah. ever, if any one of the companies ever did turn on the rest of them, well, he only has one type of troop. So he's probably not going to be as a, or one set of equipment and mm -hmm. he won't probably have all the other stuff he needs to really be effective. Yeah. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's I, just such a fun way to just be able to include stuff, man, without, yeah. yeah like you said, having to file down the blood angel symbol just so you can get this cool bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, Mephiston model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, there's a couple of them. I just renamed them. Like, it's obviously Mephiston, but I wanted to, like, it was a cool model and I want to have him in, but I don't want to like, he's, he's not Mephiston, but he'll just be something in my chapter kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll just go over a couple of the enemies. Like it, uh, these, these are just like specific models that I painted for, but I like to include them into the lore a little bit. So uh, one of the ones here I've got is the Eldar raids. So the moon of Gracchus appears to highly, to be highly prized by an Eldar craft world. As of yet, the reason for this is a complete mystery, but the raids have been increasing in frequency and in scale. Many in the chapter fear that they are building for something. So just, cool. just like a tease for that one. Like, there's not, I haven't done too much with my Eldar yet, so. Yeah. There, um, there's a lot of new Eldar stuff coming out right now. So yeah, yeah. more uh, well, gathering. I, I, got the, I got the Howling Banshee now. I was super tempted. Um, yeah. So there's also a Tau one here. Mainly encountered in the Socorus campaign, the Tau were uh, mainly a difficult force to face in the early part of the Gracchi's existence. Their ability to resist Gracchi campaigns has slowly dwindled to the point where they no longer pose a major threat. 
So this is just because mainly no one I know plays Tau anymore around me. So they, they've shown up a little bit less, but they, they were obviously like a big thing at the very beginning when we yeah. played, because I, I played your Tau all the time when we started playing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got another one here, the, Necro, the Necrons of Akhenaten. So this is uh, the, the tomb world that was chasing the first company. Um, Akhenaten is the lord of the tomb world that was founded chasing the first company of Gracchi. His relentless forces continue to hound the Gracchi, but his ultimate goals remain a mystery. So like, I don't, I wanted to keep like a lot of these, like I haven't really figured out how I want to weave them in. And like, I think I'm doing a few kill team games every now and then, and they're typically against Necron. So I might want to work in like that they have some actual goal tangential to the, to my chapter, but not necessarily really involving them like the the marines are in the way but they're not really anything to do with the necrons because i i would think if the necrons wanted to get rid of them they just would yeah yeah but they're not really in the way for this for this dynasty okay yeah uh the last one i got here is is the beast of talward like unfortunately my image covers some of the text so it's not super easy to see but the marines did more than rescue their comrades on this planet so the planet of talbor they had caught the attention of something terrible. A tendril of the hive, feet, hive fleet kraken, dubbed the Bone Claw, had proven itself to be ferocious and relentless. This tendril was recognizable with its black, smooth skin and bone-colored claws and shell. The Gracchi may have saved some of their comrades on Talbor, but now they have a new foe that seems to be single-minded in its desire to finish the job it had started. Chief among the, among the creatures was a giant hive tyrant. It had been itself responsible for the deaths of dozens of the Gracchi on Talbert. Flying above swarms of gene stealers, it grabbed Marines who were too busy with the ground forces to look up. So just this thing just swoops out of the air, just grabs people and then disappears into the night and you never see it again kind of thing. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah. no, you had a sweet name for it, the, the Bone Claws. Yeah, I yeah. wanted this. Yeah, I just like, I painted them up to kind of look like a mix between the tyranids that you usually see and like the the alien versus predator alien i don't mm. even know what the designation of that thing is but like just like kind of a, a slimy black skin yeah and like yeah, just yeah. protruding bones very xenomorph very yeah cool. totally yeah like the so that's basically the generalization of like history and stuff but i'll go over there's a couple heroes that i wanted to go over and just kind of their stories are a little more unique um just kind of what they're up to yeah uh, one that one that is a personal favorite of mine is uh sergeant peliden the survivalist so this is the guy i played i probably played like 10 great games in a row with this guy and he never died everybody in his squad <laughs> every single game would die but he wouldn't and so i figured he has to get his own little story and his own like little narrative to go along with them yeah so Sergeant Peladen is an intercessor of the, of the second company. He achieved the rank of Sergeant in the battle for Gracchus, but at great cost. His entire squad was killed and he alone remained. The lieutenants and captains above him thought to reward him for his heroism. Once his squad was refilled, he was sent out and fought in several battles against the Necron. He served with distinction, but twice again, he was the last one to survive of, out of his squad. The leadership is hesitant to promote him with such results and other Marines dislike assignments with him. <laughs> a pariah among his company, but having too much service to be demoted, Peliden remains in a difficult situation. 
Oh man, the forever sergeant. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't you can't promote him. Everyone dies around him. You'd, you'd be worried about losing whole squads and everything. So <laughs> now is is he like a horrible leader, and that's why the squads die? Is it just generally bad luck, bad timing, or you know, is he know. leading like, his men in suicidal charges all the time, or what? I don't. I like the idea that no one really knows why. It just seems like maybe like maybe he's a really bad commander, or maybe he's. He's uh, just unlucky, but or maybe he's just fortunate to survive a lot. But yeah. either way, just like I like the idea that all the other Marines are like, I don't really want to serve with this guy because everyone always comes back dead when you go with him. <laughs> Very cool. The survivalist. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another one I want to talk about is uh, Captain Alexander. So Alexander is a captain of the first company and defender of the tomb of Priscilla. So this one, like some of these are assumed that you've read some other cards, but Priscilla was this, was the woman that convinced the Gracchi to fight against uh, the, the tech priest Donna. She, like the idea was that she was, she was the one that inspired the two captains to say, we're fighting on the right side and you should join us. And so this guy, when she died in the battle, uh, they, they built a tomb for her. And this guy, this guy was assigned to guard it. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, a, he's a staunch member of the loyalist faction in that he's not, he's neither uh, a blood angel factionalist or an ultramarine factionalist. He is firmly committed to avenging Priscilla's death and has been active in training his company to search out any sign of her movement of tech priest Donna's movements throughout the galaxy. Alexander was not originally on the planet of Gracchus during this struggle, but was so moved by the story of Priscilla's death, he swore an oath to protect her sarcophagus from any desecration. Since the first company was not found with any obvious person to fill the role of captain, the post remained empty until when a Necron attack assaulted the tomb, Alexander stood and defended it with such bravery and skill, the other captains agreed to his promotion to the rank. One of the other veterans who fell that day was mounted to the front of his shield. So, <laughs> so his, Honorarily, his, of course. <laughs> of course, honorarily. So like, I have the, the, the Balin's tomb from Lord of the Rings and I put that underneath him and I thought, okay, this is Priscilla's tomb and he's going to stand on it forever. And that's going to be his, like, that's how his model is right now. Yeah. And <laughs> I just like the idea that he's always guarding the tomb. That's his, that's his primary job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, there's some, there's lots of other guys on here, but like, those are kind of the main, the main cool stories that I wanted to like go through. And yeah, that's my chapter. That's the, that's the history of the crack guy. Cool. You had one of the characters' name that caught my attention, Kumo the Orc Slayer. Does he have anything cool about him, or just a sweet yeah, I, name? I can re I can read that one too. It's it's a yeah. short blurb. Uh, so he's famed for his use of a chain sword. Kumo has uh, participated in all of the few battles against the orcs that the Gracchi have fought. He is reported to have killed four orcs in a single round of combat. Kumo was honored with a skull mount mounted on his helmet. The battle honor is usually enough to grant a promotion to a sergeant. However, competition for such a position is difficult in any of the squads of the first company and as such eludes Como to this day. So he's kind of like, he was uh, he like specifically, I did use him, the, the, four, the four orcs in one round of combat was something actually this model did. And so oh, that's sweet. why I included in that, yeah. And this so, model um, is that like uh, limited edition guy who's actually standing on orcs. So. Yeah, no. I, I had to bring him when I fought orcs, and he did actually do some do some damage to the orcs. So I had to I had to give him some some unique lore for that. Very cool. 
Yeah. Man, I, I really like your story. There's a lot of cool elements. Like I love just that your battles actually mean something and they tell a story of your chapter and who knows where it's going to lead your chapter in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like there. So like there's, there's some things I want to make the kill teams about whenever I, I want to do a kill team campaign where it's just the team is going to find relics to try and figure out where their history is. And that's their whole goal. It's like, we're yeah, looking for yeah. where did we come from and is there any like information that we can discover? And I wanted to do as well, like at the end, I want someone else to play. If, if we do find anything in that story, like I'll do some, I'll do some ways of figuring it out if I do discover anything, but yeah, I want to, yeah. if I do discover something, I want someone to play at the end of the campaign as another group of Gracchi who want to cover up anything they find because okay. the blood angels are their true ancestry, but other people in the chapter don't want that known. So I want to like play as I want someone else to play as another Gracchi group and we'll see who comes out alive after, after that and see <laughs> and if the see, relics come back. Yeah. See if the secrets are maintained or if uh, the truth gets out. Yeah. But like, I don't, it's not necessarily a secret because the other, the other groups just think it's right. It's a false or a lie or something. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I love that you have the three different factions in there. It adds like that little, dynamic of political intrigue where yeah you gotta maintain your relationship with these guys if you want access to these gravis armors you know yeah yeah um, yeah it, it it makes it a little more like opens it up for some narratives to be a little interesting about like you don't just get to do stuff it's not a unified front because that can be often a thing i find in like reading a lot of like i just read the indomitus book um the one by gav thorpe yeah, um yeah. and like it, they try and build tension inside the chapter, but it doesn't really work because they're all, they all have the same goal and they all have the same, it's just, how do we do it sometimes? Right. Yeah. But yeah. with this chapter, it's like, no, there, there's internally a lot of difference about how things should be done, yeah. how things yeah. should be set up. Like there's a lot of debate in the chapter about, well, we have all these people that went mad. Are they, are they death company or are they just people that were affected by the necklines in some way? And there's no, we don't really know. So the, the chaplains made a death company, but a bunch of the captains don't even recognize that they are a death company kind of thing. So yeah. In like the fourth edition Space Marine Codex, they had it so you could make your own chapter special rules where they had pick a major trait and then one minor flaw and then pick two major traits and two minor flaws or whatever it was. But like sure. I, this kind of plays into that. Like your chapter isn't perfect. There are flaws going on. You're not just stampeding through the galaxy like we're the best we have all this sweet stuff from all these different people yeah 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 they're and a lot of times they operate in a very narrow area like they're operating basically they have two planets that they're kind of as they're basing or a planet and a moon basically yeah. and they're just going on crusades around to beat up people or getting attacked they're not really going across the galaxy on some rampage they're quite local yeah yeah very cool yeah uh, and the other thing I like about your army is, I don't know how much percentage wise, but it's basically all painted. You got like, how many, how many models do you have that are painted? Uh, I think, I think I'm at around 200 painted <laughs> and I have, I think I have about 50 unpainted, but they're all wow. built. That, yeah. Like that's an absurd amount of space Marines. Lots of people can barely even get collect a company's worth but you got two and a half companies of painted guys yeah <laughs> yeah well i'm i 
the dream is someday if at this rate someday i'll make a full the full chapter and every i want to get a nameplate for every guy so that every single person is a person in the chapter and then yeah. just say this is the chapter at this point and then maybe that'll be when the lore stops and like i'll call it a finished project is like this is the point at the end of this crusade and all this stuff and er these are all the names of all the people at that current moment and then i'll just kind of say this is the this is done yeah there's no yeah. more lore to this chapter kind of thing cool uh yeah. that that's a cool cool way to kind of have that end goal for sure yeah um, it's a it's a far off end goal that's like 750 models <laughs> i don't even want to know the price tag of that um just tens quick of math tens of <laughs> so way back in the day they uh they did this joke box where you could literally buy the entire ultramarine chapter and it was like sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> oh my god but like they had that button where you could press buy the sixteen thousand dollars <laughs> that's insane well like i mean like I always wonder when they keep releasing new ultramarine captains, how many captains are there left? There can't be this there, that many of them at yeah. this point. Well, GW will find a way to always have the old models still up to date while release, releasing new models. Have you ever heard of super, super, super soldiers? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. coming. <laughs> it's the Primaris Primaris Marines. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, I'm sure. That, I'm sure I won't get even to 500 before they'll release the new versions of them all, and I'll have to start from scratch again. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your lore. Um, was there anything else you would like to share about them? I, I think I think we covered like the main things. There's lots of details. Like if you wanted to read more about it, like there's yeah. there's so many details, and it's still ongoing. Like there's lots of cards that don't have any text, and there's lots of cards I want to take images of before like yeah the, i want to add more cards essentially and there's plenty in there with text that we didn't go over but it would take all night to go through all of them but yeah, yeah it's no, there's no. lots of details I, I i liked making sure that i had like all the colors mean something every squad has its own symbol every squad is going to have its company markings eventually once i get to it and yeah <laughs> i don't know it's been a fun project and i like getting all the details in now yeah very being cool. able so to write it down yeah, so if you want to see all these cards, all the pictures of these crazy models, um, yeah, there should be a link in the show notes and you can uh, poke your head in, keep yeah, up to uh, what's happening with Chapter Gracchi. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing and uh, we will see you all on the next episode of Lorehammer Listening Lore. Thanks, James. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.